Wait, with a magic eight ball, at least you could ask for consent beforehand. (laughs) 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 Okay, start start the music. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, it's American Pie. I'm Gav. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. I'm Austin. I'm Steve. <laughs> and just like American Pie, we're going to fill that sticky hole. Oh, no. no. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. That, that is the tagline. That no. is the tagline. No, that is not the tagline. And anyway, and anyway, I'm talking about an ear hole. So, you know, you guys are just fucking vulgar. Right. Seriously, though, if you've never heard the show before, then hold on to your junk because we're going to blow your tube socks off. And also that set the tone for the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, it's, like listen, guys we're doing Only american pie we're doing american pie not citizen kane this is going to be a pretty <laughs> blue fucking episode right essentially we take a film and we put it on trial it's as simple as that there's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained including caption contest a quiz some impressions some xylophones silly sound effects and a lot of banter so do stay tuned now this week's film on trial as i said before is american pie um, <laughs> Yeah, what's your sound effect for this one, Gav? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God, I got it, I got it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's yeah. Okay, I've got it, I've got it, I've got Okay, right. Um, so, is it a warm apple pie or is it a spare me beer? <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to find out. So, just to say, this will be a very spoilerific episode too. If you haven't seen the I'm film, not sure yet. anyone that's still listening. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anybody still listening Thank and you, you haven't seen the film yet, you can listen to this episode after you've watched it. It's on Netflix at the moment, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week, brought to you by me, which we will highlight in the comments section below. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was Mandy. Ozzy, you judged that trial and you deemed that Mandy should be placed on the hit list. Now you've since gone away and watched it. Did you make the right call? You know, I think I think I did, but only just. Um, I could see both arguments there. It is pretty. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> time's up but um yeah so um I, I think i did it was pretty slow to get started i agree but um but also it was quite stylish and then when it when it did get going that start bit i mean where you know you, you feel the, the drugs um what what was trying to be portrayed and then when it gets going it's pretty fucking mental so yeah yeah i, I, I enjoyed it all right well thank you very much for that austin um so before we go on to the bulk of the show i think it's time for a little bit of film feels now unfortunately alex isn't here this week to pick up the mantle so it's going to get passed over once again to joel uh, now as you know we all have a little bit of music that we play beforehand so this is this is joel's coming up <laughs> <laughs> well done, mate. Um, fucking hell. So, uh, it's quite easy one this week. So, just your favourite teen comedy, American Pie. Pretty much started a new craze again. So, there's plenty of them out there. 
Um, mm. Teen comedy could you count Ferris Bueller as a teen comedy? It's a comedy. You could, it's got yeah, teens. I would. Yeah, I mean, a little bit more light-hearted. Yeah, I, I think that film is pretty, pretty boss. Uh, I went to Chicago recently and I tried to recreate Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but pretty unsuccessful to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 in what way? What did you do? Started <laughs> dancing in the middle of the road. <laughs> I went to the Chicago uh, Museum of Modern Art. I also went to the Willis Tower uh, and stole a Ferrari. I stole a Ferrari, <laughs> pushed off a cliff. <laughs> uh, tried to start like a big sing along to Twist and Shout, but uh, no, I mean, <laughs> no one's having it. No, that's just cliche, now is it? Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, that film told me everything I, I know about... Uh, Chicago. off school. <laughs> Chicago. And, and Chicago. And uh, smashing invaluable cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody else? Uh, I don't know, maybe Superbad? Yeah, Superbad's mm, yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Good film, that's all I got. Well, well done well this is fucking gold segment yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't say it was my favourite one but one that's, uh, that I saw fairly recently that I absolutely loved was Booksmart oh yeah I absolutely adored Booksmart and I, you know what I'd watch that film again probably a couple more times to go I absolutely loved it it was fantastic which one's Booksmart Booksmart is essentially the female Superbad it's how a lot of critics call, uh, called it I actually think it's better than Superbad I think it's funny it's, it's wittier it's sharper it's oh, cool. directed by Olivia Wilde Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, I remember hearing about it. Fairly recent release, and it, it, it was brilliant. If, if, no, if someone out there hasn't seen it yet, go see it. It's fantastic. I'd say, I know it's very fresh in my mind, but that, that could be my favourite. Cool. Uh, no, I'd have to go for Not Another Teen Movie, which, as Gav pointed out, is a pastiche of the entire genre. I think it falls into the usual <laughs> tropes, though. It, yeah, yeah. It becomes what it hates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, and takes the piss out of it quite, quite well, whilst also... Being it. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Joel, what's yours? I haven't really got one. I tend to like watch quite a lot of them for some reason, just because they're so light-hearted and quite often hilarious, although sometimes in very wrong ways. So, I mean, there's so many. I was reeling some off to Gav beforehand. You've got a choice of uh, American Pie One. American Pie 2. <laughs> American Pie The Reunion. American Pie Presents Bank Camp. My God, honestly, <laughs> fucking hell. I did a bit of it's research. Like the Furious. And, yeah. Has anybody actually watched any of them? I've unfortunately had the... I've seen most of them. I think yeah. I've seen Bank Camp. I, really? I, I saw one called um, uh, American Pie Presents The Book of Love. which um, Oh, and that's the one from Under the Bookshelf. Yeah, and it is fucking... Like, Bear in mind, right, in this film, right, Stifler has got one brother, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, right. Is so the, young, uh, the younger ha- brother. Yeah. So, so right. That brother isn't. He doesn't make another appearance in the films, but every other uh, American Pie film has a subsequent Stifler brother. So, how many fucking brothers does he have? And why is Jim's dad in every film? I don't get it. <laughs> Jim's not in it. Why is Jim's dad he in the money. American Pie: The Naked Mile? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what's Jim's dad going to add to that? <laughs> So like, maybe be, they need Jim's them. dad's the best part about American Pie. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm just thinking of it as, as a like logical sense. Why is some random guy's dad who's got no affiliation to the school at all in subsequent teen comedy films? That's your problem. You're looking the... at it logically. Yeah, 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 the important yeah, yeah. thing is, do you want Eugene Levy out on the streets? Because if he doesn't have the American Pie films... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for that, George. <laughs> Right, okay, so on to the bulk of the show. Now, this week's film mentioned before is American Pie. And how well this is going to go. Oh, 
That was better than I expected, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were rehearsing it about five seconds ago. <laughs> well, well done. Um, okay, so it has been picked out of the hat at random, and so have the roles. So in the role of defence in trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Joel and Austin. Now, Joel is just like Sean William Scott's Stifler character. He's obnoxious, he thinks he's really cool and likeable, and we've all seen him drink some pretty unquestionable things. <laughs> I'm thinking about those fucking horrible green things that you drink every time <laughs> just before we start recording. I don't know what the hell they are. Um, anyway, uh, so Ozzy is just like Jason Biggs's Jim. He'll stick his dick in anything. <laughs> oh, God. And acting as prosecution in trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be me and Steve. Steve is just like Jennifer Coolidge's Stifler's mom. He appears fleetingly. He likes a nice whiskey. And he knows how to really stink up a pool table. <laughs> uh, mainly by playing on it. <laughs> not, not having sex on it. And I'm just like Eddie K. Thomas's Finch. My bowel movements are often urgent and explosive. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates will be making the best case for our roles, these may or may not be our genuine opinions, however. So do stay tuned till the end of the episodes to hear our real thoughts. Which means this week, Dave has the most important role as he will be playing the judge. Now, Dave is just like Alison Hannigan's Michelle. He looks like he spent every one of his summers at band camp. <laughs> but the only thing he was blown was his euphonia. <laughs> now, Dave must decide which list the film should be placed on the hit or the shit based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinions. Now, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about. So let us spin the wheel of impressions. <laughs> Just before we get into this, like some of my family asked me about this podcast and they're like, oh yeah, I might listen to one. I really hope they don't pick this one. To start. <laughs> Do, would you want them to listen to any of them? Some are worse than others, Steve. Austin, is there any way that you can put an ultra extra expletive rating on this? I'll do my very best. Just yeah. say Joel's parents don't, or Joel's family don't Parental warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, Joel's parental warning. Um, so, just, uh, so what we do here is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it has landed on Dave. Yay! <laughs> so, without further hesitation, um, how should Dave do Pretty this? Pretty tough one, and it may be yeah. Jim's dad. Yeah, Jim, Eugene yeah, Levy. Yeah. Eugene Levy. That's a good one. I'm trying to think what he sounds like. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, give me a clue. What does Eugene Levy sound like? Well, Dave, you're you're going to be telling us right in, in like uh, just a couple of seconds. Just a, a generic American accent, maybe. Generic a American bit, accent. A, a That's bit, always the fallback, isn't a it? A bit gruff. Yeah. A bit gruff. Yeah, like, a, a bit like your own. Bit like your own voice. That's it. Uh, four teenage boys enter a pack to lose their virginity by prom night. That's literally it. That's all we <laughs> has to say. Hey, scroll to the tagline. What does it tell you? Tagline. Where's, where's tagline? They just keep on going down. Keep on. That's, that's, there's, there's nothing there. <laughs> that about is the tagline. There. That's, that's the main thing. There. That's the tagline from American Pike. Just keep on going down. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. But I, anyway, right. It is whatever I said before. What did I say? Fill that sticky hole. That is genuinely. That is genuinely. Anyway, right. Without further hesitation, Dave, would you please like to kick off proceedings? Yeah, okay, so American Pie, I actually, as you can probably tell by my Eugene Levy impression, I actually don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen bits of it over time. You know, it's always been on the background somewhere at some point. I know roughly what it's about. I know roughly who's in it. Um, But you know what? I don't think I've actually seen the full film. 
so this one could actually be more of an open book than you guys might have thought. So yeah, it's all to play for. So whoever would like to kick off proceedings, go for it. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a bash, uh, which is also the other tagline <laughs> for American Pie. Um, so this film is 20 years old this year. Uh, in fact, it was it just celebrated its 20th birthday last week. Um, so it's very coincidental that we're actually putting on trial now. And uh, at the time, it, it may have been really funny. It may have been really unique and original. But today, like 2019, looking at it, the comedy is just so stale. And I actually really judge and question whether it was actually that funny 20 years ago or whether it was just the time or the age that we watched it. It appeared funnier than it actually was. Because, you know, 20 years ago when we were watching it as like teenagers, we would have thought that, oh man, that was absolutely hilarious. But now it's like maybe not so much. And I'll basically tell you what the film is about. You've essentially got it there. It starts off with Jason Biggs's gym, and he's trying to have a bash to some sort of porno that he's trying to stream from a neighbor's cable. So it's all grainy and whatnot. And as as he's sort of mid-activity, his dad and his mum come into the room, and then all hilarity ensues as they realise that he's jacking off, and they take the pillow away from him by accident, and he's got a sock on his knob, and, you know, and that's hilarious, and essentially, after that, it's just rinse and repeat. It's just this very minimal story, a story that we've seen countless times before in teen comedies. A group of teens try and lose their virginity. Nothing really original about this. And the only thing that it's, it's essentially, it's been the big set pieces or the big gags, the big gross out moments have been written and they've just put this really thinly written standard sort of teen comedy script into it where, yeah, essentially, okay, we're going to have this bit here where he ejaculates into a beer and then we're going to have a bit later on where he has a big shit in school and then, you know, what do we put in between it? Oh, fuck it, who knows? I don't know. They're trying to lose their virginity, just lots of, like, kind of light, fluffy dialogue. So you reckon the film was built around the the set piece of the gross-out moments? 100%, yeah. Okay. I mean... Yeah, because yeah. the, the bits in between aren't anything to write home about at all. There's no character development. At all. There is plenty of character development. I would have to <laughs> fully disagree there. Oh, well, by you all got, means. You have, the, you have a, you know, the jock, can't remember his name, the one who looks a little bit like a fat, um, a fat guy on that, reefs. That doesn't bode <laughs> well Keanu if you can't reefs. remember his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In all fairness. <laughs> oh, memorable character yeah, development. Guy, yeah. Wait, what, what's his, his name? name? Striker. Yeah, Oz. Yeah, it's Oz. Okay. What about him? Well, you so really he's... should have remembered that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, start, so you know, he starts as a jock. He's a he's a he's a badass jock. He's winning all other cross games, and then you know he, he gets a softer side to him. That's character development, guys. He's uh he's in there. He goes. He joins the choir. He's fight, you know trying to branch out. He's uh, he learns a lot in the very you know, that first party scene. He gets taught by a, an older lady. You know how how to behave like a man and to to. And he, to grow up, and he does, and it takes him the entire film to get there. But but he gets it. That's character development. In all, in all fairness, she teaches him to be a normal person, and not, yeah, not, yeah. Not, wait, but what, that what's is the line still that character says? development. Blow me, beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. And she goes, no, don't ever say that. <laughs> to, to be honest, like this is probably the only thing we can agree with the defense on. And and Oz's character is the only decent thing in the entire film. His relationship with. Um, I've forgotten Mina Savari's character name in it. Heather. Heather. 
Uh, if you just Joel might have seen this. <laughs> so, uh, so his relationship, Oz and Heather's relationship, is the only decent thing about this entire film. If this film would have been about those two characters and them getting together, I think it would have been a hell of a lot better. A little bit of um, you know, ten things I hate about you. He's a bit of a jock. He essentially, it looks like he's he's starting to get with her originally because he's trying to coax her into um, you know having sex with him. And he's doing it as a joke. He joins up with the with the choir just so he can essentially get close to her. But really, he's having a laugh with his jockey mates while they're playing lacrosse. But, you know, later on, we've realized that actually, no, he's got real feelings for her and he becomes more sensitive. He really starts getting into choir practice and realizing that, you know, school and life isn't just about sports. And then later on, he actually bins off the big high school lacrosse game so he can go and sing at the choir show with Mina Savari. And then they have like a really tender moment later on in the film and then the big party scene at the end where they decide to, you know, lose their virginity. And it's very sort of, that is a really... Character development. Character development, exactly. But, right, the thing is, is Oz is just one character, one character out of five main male characters, right? And he is the only one that gets development. So when you think that this film is supposed to be split evenly between those five, but it's not really because Jason Biggs' Jim, he gets the lion's share of the time. So I'm going to say he gets about 10% screen time, Oz. So you can't really justify that, yeah, the characters have developed when it's only that one who is only in it for like 10 percent of the entire film the rest of the characters they don't they they start and end in the exact same places they don't learn anything really you know they, they don't develop they're just as immature and like selfish and spoiled as they were at the very beginning of the film Okay. Uh, I, I've got to disagree with that one I think they all <laughs> develop apart from Stifler who's exactly the same at the start as he is at the end, and that's kind of a running thing throughout most of the American Pie films until the very last one, I think, and and he finally kind of grows up a bit. But I would say all of the other ones how, actually how do, do... How do they develop? Develop a little bit. Jim. How does Jim develop? Well, he stops putting a in pies. That's a development in itself, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Like, no, we shouldn't have been doing that anyway. The only development they get is they all lose their virginity, that, and that's essentially development, but not enough. Why isn't it enough? That was their aim in the <laughs> film. Because, was literally well, because the, the character the film, doesn't change at it's any point. It's got a multi-layered kind of plot. Their kind of aim is to lose their virginity. That's what the film's about. And it's not a serious film, let's be honest. It's meant to be a funny film. And I would say that all of them do learn things along the way because if you then go on to watch American Pie 2 and American Pie 3, all of the characters have advanced from what happens in the original if you think about jim jim especially so you know midway through the film you know he's 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 in uh he has the room with the german exchange student and uh miss you jim laughing La- i think Latvian. Latvian. sorry but you uh, could probably mistake it for being german because her accent's that bad see i mean the accent <laughs> but, but it, the accent's irrelevant because you know the the location is not part of the you know that that is irrelevant to the to the film essentially the, the point is she's a european exchange student and uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and um, you should have been in politics, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you know, and he's and he's sexually inexperienced, and um, and he, and he has that incredibly embarrassing moment. But then, as he grows up, he meets Michelle. He thinks that he's moving somewhere, and then by the end of it, you know, really, really wanted was to have sex. But then he fancies her at the end. Then he gets gets used. And he realizes that, but he's okay about it. You know, he, he doesn't mind. And that's character development as well. 
He, he doesn't care because he's he's got his end away. That is the yeah. like, his character, right? Right. He starts off like really inexperienced and really just wanting to have sex. He thinks that Nadia, the Latvian exchange student, is into him. He says, you can come around to my house and I can give you some private tuition. He then streams her live on the internet. Due to peer pressure. So there's another bit. So the thing with this film as well, right? So if you think about... Um... Ozzy's, Ozzy's <laughs> moving on massively from me saying that he, he basically streams her changing and getting naked on the internet to everybody in town. Yeah, because of the bullies. Town, because, if... of, because of Stifler, the bully. No. Yeah, but he doesn't mean to do it, does he? That's the gag. Like, he means to stream it to his mates. It doesn't matter. Like, if he's streaming it to one yeah, guy it really doesn't matter. or, like, one state, it's still, you know, it's yeah, still but as it's, bad. But it's because he was pressured into it by, by the bully. Like Stifler, the bully. Right, right, okay, right. So, so let's take that out of the equation, right? After he, you know, basically... I can't believe we're debating the morals of American <laughs> Pie, by the way. The it's, thing, it's a comedy film. This is a comedy film, right? And it's and it's sort of an homage to other high school films that have gone before it. It's got lots of uh, paybacks to things like Breakfast Club. You know, they even use the same tune when they're at the dance. Um, the What's it? Simple Minds. Simple Minds, yes, you know. So that's in there, so there's a little callback to that. And the whole point of it is it's it's the same set of stereotypical people and then you get to see that there's, you know, obviously it's already been done before through Breakfast Club, but there's still nuances in in these characters and what they're having to face. It's just, it's a little bit different because it's not stuck in, you know, they're trying to make it funnier. You know, it's it's aware of what it is, but but they're dealing with, you know, similar issues as funny as they can you know it's teenage life that they, they know who they're aiming the, the the show at they're aiming at 15 to 16 year old no. uh boys like it's it's it's, nah. it's, nah. it's like <laughs> it's like breakfast club but if bender would have jizzed into a cup <laughs> and there you go and I, 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 yeah that was the director's cut I, I i would argue that in breakfast club you actually get character developments every single one of them yeah they start off as a cliche as a stereotype but as you go on you realize actually there's more behind these stereotypes than you thought and it teaches you the lesson that maybe you shouldn't just judge a book by its cover you know essentially you've got the nerd you've got the you know like the the jock or whatever and then later on you realize oh actually there's more substance behind those characters like michelle Whereas, well with within yeah uh, American Pie. What what can you tell me about the character of Kevin? You know, like the, he doesn't have any character. You don't even know who fucking Kevin is. He's the blind <laughs> one. <laughs> Isn't he the one that jizzes in the cup? No, no, he he, he's he's the one that kind of forces his girlfriend to have sex with him and won't say that he loves her until yeah, yeah, that's until the one that yeah, jizzes in the cup. Oh yeah, he just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. into the cup. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant the one who drank it. Yeah, so I was going to say everybody needs to do some serious boning up on character names for the next week. Yeah, yeah. Also, is chocolate. Uh, Czechoslovakian. I wish she. Oh, there yeah, we yeah. go. We were both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to everyone terrible. from Eastern Europe. <laughs> Eastern European. That's basically what they were trying to get. At. But yeah, uh, okay. I, so I, don't, I think Gav's not wrong, right? It's not Breakfast Club in terms of uh, character development. Mm. It's it, and it's aware of that. But it's you know, it's trying to do a funny take on that, and it's never going to be quite as good as as a film like that because it's been done before, and um, some of these stereotypes don't develop as much. It's, I think it's still, it's very aware of the audience it was aiming at. It was incredibly successful. And, and at the time, I think it was incredibly funny. I don't think you could make it today. I don't think it would be nearly as successful today. It was very much of its time then. I, th- I, I think, it, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I remember reading an interview from one of the Inbetweeners just recently, and he said that if the Inbetweeners was made today, even though it's only 10 years old, more people would be offended by it. And it's just yeah. kind of the. Uh, age that we live in now i think american pie was definitely of its time and i think what gab said is completely wrong as well i think american pie 
kind of set out a trend for teen movies. And if you look at what came after American Pie, it did start a whole kind of flush of teen movies and it was kind of uh, responsible, I think, for generating a lot of that interest and things like, uh, you know, Road Trip and uh, Not Another Teen Movie, things like that. Um, is, is, or, this, is this an attribute or is it? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no, no all, I think it's, all came, it's really all came about because of American Pie. And if you sit and watch the film today, then, yeah, there's definitely things that you'll, you'll uh, you know, not be too uh, kind of happy over. But you can't, you definitely can't deny, like, the fact that um, it started that kind of craze at that time. I, th- I think that like, it, it didn't create something. It just brought two things together. So you already had gross-out humour. You had like pies the, and penises. Uh, pies and penises. <laughs> that combination. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew That's we were waiting for that all this time? Um, no, like, so you already had gross-out humour and there's something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber, you know, stuff that the Fowley brothers were doing. And uh, you already had like raunchy teen movies like, you know, um, uh, Animal House and Porkies and whatever. And it just kind of got that gross-out humour and brought it to like the teenage film. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it, but... It's, it, I don't think it was like unique. I think that it was very successful, yeah, because but of the at the time. I think it was, it was a good business move because the target audience is obviously going to love both of those things. Exactly, but the target audience grows up eventually. Yeah, and then that's when we end up with the Hangover and and uh, t- Hot Tub Time Machine. You know, it's that same audience. That's <laughs> what you're aiming point. at. It's yeah. it's it, they, they know that you know there's there's a time for, and a place for different people. There's still people who are going to find this funny, but not as American Pie, it's the same humour moves on and it just has to be changed throughout. And I think, 99 was this? Yep. Like that was, you know, we were prime or we were just on the bottom end of the prime audience for that, essentially. Yeah. 11. Um, yeah, we were 11, 11, <laughs> yeah. 11 12, 12, yeah, 12, 13, 12, something yeah. like that. So, you know, it's the, that, that was, we would have been just about old exactly, enough to be getting Exactly, we were, we were 11, 12 years old, you know what I mean? We would have thought that was fucking hilarious, but... Would somebody who was twenty years older found that as funny? Oh, yeah, yeah, because my mum and dad watched it with me, and they were pissing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all this to come. So, <laughs> wait, wait, you better get bacon. <laughs> Make me some pie. <laughs> By the way, can I just point something out, Gav? Um, there's something about your first piece. Does that sound familiar to you <laughs> oh, at yeah. all, mate? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that is the global tagline. As the legitimate <laughs> tagline of American Pie, not what you said. O- open up taglines and read the other ones that are there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that. You, you carry on arguing. I'll, was that I'll one that a that. user had submitted under the username of Gav, Gav H? <laughs> I also submitted, uh, just stick it in the cup. <laughs> um, right, so my argument is that, it, you know, it's supposed to be a comedy. And as I said before, this film is kind of based around these comedy set pieces. Well, so when the, you watched it for the first time, was it hilarious? Well, I was 11, you know yeah, what I mean? I would have laughed I if I would have, you know, a, a, you would have farted in front of me, you know what I mean? I would have thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever see. Right, so, you wouldn't, mate, just <laughs> 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 right, So like, you have, at the beginning, you have, um, you know, he's, he's masturbating and his parents catch him. Then you have the juicy cup scene. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, let, let's not get started pieces. on that because it's just ridiculous how he does it. Right, so yeah, right to the juicy But do you not think I... The, meta- the mechanics of it are just all wrong. You know, what he does is he picks up the cup, right? 
Um, let's, let's not debate this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need a step-by-step right, step so, diagram of but, how this played out. But you know what, actually, I think you do, because it's quite well done. It's drawn out, so it, it's, it's, you it's get the suspense. It's not drawn out. Yeah, well, it is, isn't it? Because he's got... So, after the jizz is in the cup, oh, okay. yeah, and then, so Stifler's up there with that other girl. And then that whole point is, oh, you, you think yeah, she's going to drink gonna it come, all yeah. the way through. So you know someone's going to drink it, but you think it's going to be her, and you think he's just leading it on, and then it, next thing you know, he's the guy who drinks it. And, uh, and then, you know, pukes up. And so where hilarious. he's gone from... And it's hilarious, I, funny. I and where he goes was... from being the coolest guy is his party. He's rocking the, mm. rocking the party. And then he's just puked up all over a girl and that's his reputation. Just sure. gone. Yeah, yeah you right. know. But right, so after that, after the Jizzy Cup, right? <laughs> I'm starting to think we might not release this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right, after the Jizzy Cup, but you've got... Um, what's his name? Finch. He goes to the bathroom and, you know, he... You know, he defecates in the girls' toilets. Right. After that, what happens? Why would you call it a jizzy cup and then use the word defecate? So what happens after he shits in the bugs? I can't remember. But then it leads up to the uh, the prom then, isn't it? That's So, so, so I... it goes party, defecate in the girls' toilet. And then another prom. party. Yeah, yeah, prom and then the final party. So, But what happens after that? Nothing funny. N- nothing like... That's the end of the film. No, no, you like but after he after he shoots in the toilet, right? <laughs> You've got about, I reckon, forty minutes, half an hour of, of stuff that happens and Yeah, you've got the funny. you've got the Yeah, but that's character development, isn't it? Character development what, what, isn't funny. Like, no, so what characters get developed? What happens to Kevin? What happens to like M- Michelle? Uh, but you, you find Mich- out that she's raunchy, you know what I mean? That's that's it. That's her character development. So actually, you know what? She, well, isn't that at the party, though? Yeah. Like, that only happens at the party. Yeah, so most of the character development is shoehorned in to the last three minutes of the film. <laughs> when they're about you- to do the thing yeah. that the, yeah, but the you- film's been leading to. Yeah, because what it's done is it's made you laugh for, you know, 45 minutes, non-stop. Giving you a little breather, 30 minutes, guys, go and get yourself another bit of popcorn, go and get yourself another Diet Coke. So, so that when you get the next 10 minutes of film, you can spit it out in absolute hilarity and then we can laugh at that as well. Like, things happen during this little period, but it's actually, you know, it's, it's dialogue. Not everything is as uh, comedy set pieces. You can't always, uh, you know, you can't, you can't all of that. I, I think what you're forgetting about this is that American Pie, like Joel said, this, this film, it set the scene for, like, yeah. for teen movies at the time. That, that changed the genre. Yeah, yeah t- completely. Like I don't think you can deny that. And there's there's loads of films which which have just completely changed the the scene for you know for the movie industry. After that film, there was suddenly a host of films trying to be American Pie. That's that, that, and that's that there's not I much admit, you can do. Yeah, I know that much. But you know what made this one so special? You know, I mean, if we talk about the the, main, the zany teen sex comedies, you know, of each decade, probably Fast Times at Ridgemont High could be the eighties. The one that you know, the one that tried to was the American Pie of the eighties. How does this stack up long term? Forget how it was received at the time. Long term, how does this film stack up against against those ones, which are kind of cult classics now? Is this going to enter that bracket of cult classic, or will it be forgotten about? I think it already, it already is a cult classic. I think if you Google it today, there's a lot of articles that you find on there from um, you know people of this generation saying you know they don't agree with all the homophobia and. Um, some of the comments that people like Stifler make in the film and how kind of misogynistic the film is. And it's just a completely different time now. Like I said, you know, if they made the in-between us now, would it be 
offensive to some people and that type of thing. You've got to be really careful what you say and do these days for it to be accepted. So it's a little bit of a tough one. It's like when we reviewed... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember. Leon? Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, Leon. <laughs> uh, you know, there's so many films that were made back then that people wouldn't have blinked, you know, flattered an eyelid over, but if you watch them today, it's like, ooh, hang on. Yeah, Joel's right. This this mm. film is, is massively offensive. Like, I watched it literally yesterday, and there are bits in this film which are hugely offensive. Um, and I think if I'd have been a little bit older, maybe I'd have found them offensive then. Mm. But it was sort of uh, accepted comedy at the time. You know, it doesn't make it right, doesn't make it you know, the right thing to do. But I think it, mm. it, it is an offensive comedy. But it was also, you know, it's pushing a the teen thing. It's incredibly good for uh, the use of condoms. It, you know, they were adamant that everyone should be using a condom, you know. Uh, uh, so. Unless you're fucking a pie, in which case... <laughs> <laughs> going naked. I think he uses a condom. Yeah, I think the he leaves it in the pie. Yeah, yeah. Does he? Yeah. I, I, I mustn't have seen the X-rated version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a director's cut. Yeah, I've definitely not seen that. Well, you, you've, you've got to... Uh, Go on. You've got to remember as well that like Stifler is meant to be, you know, a bit of a dickhead. He's not meant yeah, to yeah. be like a serious person, um, and he, he's like that all the way through the film. So that's not kind of excusing some of the languages that he used. But there's, it is meant to be like a representation of what some people are like, and some people are definitely like that in in high school when, you know, you're just kind of growing up and those hormones are kicking in and stuff. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand like Stifler using that language and. You know, being homophobic and being misogynistic, and the the thing is, is that at the end of the film, we get the comeuppance. Him, you know, he sees that his mom has just had sex with one of his, well, I say friends, one of the people he's been bullying, essentially. But for me, then if you look at it as in like a, a series of films, what is the what is the what happens to him really? You know, he he keeps on making that behavior. You know, so he keeps on making those comments. He keeps on doing that behavior you know it's nothing really nothing really changes in his character he's not you know he continues to be homophobic continues to be misogynistic and eventually the well i'd say not even eventually i'd say from the first film audiences like him he's, he's a quite likable character the way that he's portrayed he says some you know some horrible shit but you know the audiences don't think like oh he is the, the bad guy of the film he's just one of the guys and that continues throughout the series of films as well, well so. it does in the end but um, in the very last film, uh, like the one where they're all older, they actually bin him off. Like They get kind of sick of his behavior and they start avoiding him and he kind of clicks onto that and gets upset by it. And eventually he kind of tries to uh, redeem himself. So they do kind of bring his character around. It does take him all those three or four films and, and, and he doesn't really change in those films at all. But he's kind of... Uh, the chalk to the cheese. The rest of them are all kind of, you know, growing up and the characters are evolving, shall we say, and he's just the same. So, he, you know, like I say, he's the other side of the coin. I would like Joel's comments stricken from the record. Which yeah. which one? Uh, on the, one about, the one about the one about the other films. This isn't mm. about the other films. Yeah, no, the the fair point. Yeah, I will I will leave the other films out of this. But it still seems like, you know, he's the one who has the least character development of all. So yeah, I'm getting the impression that Stifler is kind of that guy who peaked in high school and has ju- just never had cause to develop and is trying to recapture the status he had in high school. Yeah, yeah, and you can completely see that. He is, you know, very much stereotypical. The film itself is, is very much stereotypical. Jocks will be jocks. You know, geeks are geeks. That is, you know, kind of how it plays out. And it's, and it's a very simplistic look. And it, I think it does uh, perpetuate some of the mindsets about the way, like, uh, high school or 
it is high school, isn't what they're yeah, in, yeah. Yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah. They're so, in uh, fi- the final year or something. Yeah, it's, you know, so so that that uh, mindset of 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 men and and women, you know, um, who's the girl who's in uh, Orange is the New Black? You know, so she's in here, and you know, she's like kind of like that, uh, slightly more mature, uh, she's very more underused. aware. Yeah, massively, but she's great in the, the few scenes she's in. You can see, you know, absolute star potential. Um, I don't know if she'd been in anything before that, but like the second I saw her on the screen, I was like, oh shit, she's awesome in this as well. Um, so, you know, there's, the actual thing within there is that the characters are, the, the actors, for the most part, are pretty good. Maybe not all of the... Not, not, come on, I, come I, on. I think they do like, some of the right acting job. was so bad you could see it from space, man. Like, <laughs> honestly, I know that this is the first film for a lot of the the actors, so I'll, you know, let them off. But some of it was absolutely atrocious, and the characters as well are really poorly written. Some of them are just like not even one dimensional. They're paper thin characters. So when you get bad actors or like bad acting for those pretty poorly written characters, you just end up with well, what you got in American Pie, essentially. Which was, <laughs> which, which was, I, I was just leaving an open goal there. <laughs> which was a smashed pie. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that on film. I'll give you that. Uh, okay, has anyone got any You'd other points? You'd be surprised how many people turned out to watch this. Film? <laughs> has anyone got any other points they want to bring to my attention? Something that might save the day, swing your arguments one way or another. I'd, Anybody? I'd say the thing about this film is it's supposed to be a comedy, but watching it, it just isn't funny. You know, especially if you don't particularly like gross out humor, you're not going to find this film funny. And even if you do like gross out humor, the the the, the bits where you do have this gross out humor are few or far between. To be honest, I think you have about like four maybe five of the push set pieces over a one hour 40 film or whatever it is. It's not enough. It's, you know, you essentially have one bit. And if you're not, like the script is pretty just generic. Generic like, script that's left an absolute legacy. Where do you think the word MILF came from? American uh, Pie. Actually, actually yeah. it's yeah. not true. It was uh, created on the internet uh, like years before, four years before 1995. It's been mm. predated back to... Well, research <laughs> guy. Yeah. Ooh. But it wasn't popular before American Pie. All right, well. It's, okay. Been, right, uh, uh, it would have been eventually. Screw you, Steve. Because of the internet. So the, the, my, my argument here is that like when, when you strip back the gross-out humour and you look at what, le- what is left, it isn't enough. The characters are very, very poorly written. There's no character development at all. The performances themselves aren't that great. The script in itself is very, very basic. You know, you sort of standard 80s teen comedy where, you know, like a bunch of people decide to lose their virginity. But like that is split over five different characters. So it feels like even less. If it was one character and it was stretched over an hour and 30 or an hour and 40, whatever, you probably have enough. But the fact that you essentially you're telling the same story five or four, whatever, different times it means there's even less to go around, if that makes sense. So every single one of them, all, all five of them are essentially experiencing the same thing, but on different degrees. So it's just like take, telling the same story five times in the space of one film. So there's just not enough to go around. And when you actually look at the gross out humor, it has aged. It probably was funny at the time when we were 11 and we were watching it and we were like, oh, geez, it's funny. But looking at it now, it's like, it's obvious. It's very, very on the nose, literally. And it's, 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 it's not funny. Okay. Anyone? I'm going to let you just just he's wallow, shit, in, just... wallow in this rant, this absolute rant. You know, he's a very eloquently spoken man, but 
he's also angry and he can't. <laughs> I think we he both doesn't really know enjoy as... much. You know, this is an enjoyable film. <laughs> it's and, it's um, a joyless life. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know. Exactly. I, I just, I'd say that it was an enjoyable Dave, film as well. When just it was made, but now it's sort of you kind of just looking back at it, going, "Oh no." I'd, I'd say as well, right? If we're talking about the characters, right? If you are going to root behind your lead characters, you're essentially you're going to want like kind of likable characters that people can root behind and understand what they're going through. A lot of the characters are just very, very unlikable. Kevin is an absolute shitbag. Yeah, he's like, so he tries to pressure his girlfriend. Reed, yeah. Exactly, he tries to pressure her into having sex with him throughout the entirety of the film. Then but, you've got Stifler, who we've already said is a big homophobe and a misogynist. Then you've got uh, Jim, who is a shitbag, and he basically forces Shannon Elizabeth's character, Nadia, to get changed in his bedroom that he then streams on the internet to everybody in, in town. In Right. In his defence, she actually <laughs> wants to go to that room. The the, the streaming yeah, of it. Yeah, but is she not. doesn't fucking know that she's going to get streamed <laughs> online. And and then who, who else have you got? Um, what about the Shermanator? Oh, the Sherman, yeah, he's another shitbag. You know, like yeah. he gets the biggest comeuppance essentially. So Sherman pretends to all the lads that he's just had sex with a girl at the first party, and then at the prom, uh, the the girl gets on stage and says, "I didn't have sex with Sherman." He's lying to everybody. We were just in there talking, and he said that he gets nervous. Uh, a, a lot and when he gets nervous he pisses himself and then he pisses himself <laughs> and then everybody looks and laughs at him and you're like oh okay you know like he had no development he was a shitbag to begin with and now he's a shitbag uh, then you got Finch <laughs> you as well you feel a little bit sorry for, for it some was, reason it was an arrogant pretentious shitbag as well you know and his character development is that he bangs somebody's more at the end <laughs> <laughs> anything to yeah, add oh, well, I would on, say Dave it, it is yeah. it is the worst character like that is good like, it is Stifler's mum. So true, that's true. okay. Go, go on, Joel. If you take a look at, for a start, Gav's haircut. <laughs> and and Gav's shirt that he's wearing. The hat that Steve's wearing. Would you seriously take the opinions of these two men over Austin in his respectable clothes? Hold on, where is... His respectable clothes. His dungarees. His dungarees. He's just come from, like, a hard-working man. Yeah, like a, a hard-working man. No, 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 man. they're um, not hard-working men's dungarees. Yeah. If this, if this would have been any other week when Austin usually looks dapper as fuck, I would have accepted that. I would have accepted that. Austin, yeah, well, he's been influenced by like, the shit film. Yeah, Austin, Austin looks like a fucking scarecrow that somebody's dressed in charity shop clothes oh. and filled with fucking rubbish. Oh, that's quite nice, actually, because that's usually my description. Oh. You didn't have to add the film as well. Can we have a quiz? Yeah, I think I've heard enough. I'm not, hold on. I would also like to say, if I took the hat off, me and Joel are dressed very funny. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Classic. Right, yeah, that's that's <laughs> quite enough of that one. I said it off. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dave. That's the end of that. Okay, um, so uh, just a bit of a quiz. This one's all about cinematic pies in a quiz I like to call <laughs> in a quiz I like to call uh, Passion of the Crust. Uh, <laughs> now, one of cinema's most memorable pie scenes. So, so what, what's going to happen here is essentially it's going to be a buzz-in quiz again, right? And you've got to buzz in uh, a first, it's a two-part question, first answer the type of pie. If you get the pie right, you can go on to the next question, okay? Right? Okay. Okay. Get that? Okay. So okay. one of Cinematic's most memorable pie scenes takes place during a pie-eating competition in Stand By Me, but what is the type of pie that is getting eaten? Dave? Blueberry. Well done, Dave. Oh, well okay, done. you go on to the next question. Which Cinematic bad boy plays town bully Ace Merrill? Oh, yeah, it's... Kiefer Sutherland's in my head for some reason. 
Well, because it's played by Keith yeah, Silverman. Well, 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 well. So most of the questions are quite easy, by the way, because I know you were giving me shit last time for making them too difficult. Anyway, no, number two, talking about Keith Sutherland, uh, what type of pie do all the townsfolk love in Twin Peaks Firewalk Buzz. with me? Jerry. Well done, Steve. Okay, you go on wow. to the next question. And which pop megastar made a surreal cameo as Philip Jeffries in that film? Oh, no. And uh, here's a clue. It's not Chris Isaacs. <laughs> Can you repeat the question? Yeah, which me- which and Dave, can you just tell me? It, we were looking at one of his films over on Gav's case before. I mean, we were trolling through a lot of shit on there. 300 films on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dave, you want to buzz in? Bowie. Yeah, well done, oh, David fuck, Bowie. Fuck. We were looking <laughs> at Labyrinth before, Steve. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, yeah, we were. <laughs> but we were also looking at Bula Quo featuring Steve. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been an even more surreal moment in Firewalk with me. Hold on, so he's actually in Twin Peaks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch it again, man. Um, okay, so number three, David Bowie's cat people appears in Inglorious Bastards, but what type of dessert do Hans and Susanna sample? Buzz. Steve. Strudel. Well done. What type, what flavour strudel? Ooh, I'm going to say apple. Yeah, well done, Steve. It's a strudel, a pie. It's a, uh, it's a German it's a, pie. You know, yeah, it's a type of pie, yeah. It's, it's got like pastry, a pastry and stuff. cake. Yeah. Shut up. It's in the- <laughs> <laughs> right. Steve, your question, what number film is Inglorious Bastards in Quentin Tarantino's filmography? Bearing in mind that Once Upon a Town in Hollywood is... No, it's wrong. It's six. Oh, well, nearly, nearly, Steve. Oh. Okay, so number four, Tarantino co-wrote and produced From Dust Till Dawn. What, but what does sleazy nightclub owner Cheech Marin refer to Kate Fuller as? <laughs> Dave, I, know. I know full well what it is. I'm not saying. Oh, well, I say the flavour. Apple pie. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Apple pie. Is it like um, pussy apple pie? Yeah, yeah that's it. Apple oh. pie, pussy. Yeah, anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, Dave, your next question. Which punk singing actress played Kate? Juliette Lewis. Well done. So oh, Lewis yeah. recently appeared in Ma with Octavia Spencer. Spencer won widespread acclaim for her role in The Help, in which she baked and essentially... Buzz. Go on. Shit pie. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, what what, what, what flavour was it? She ship, sh- shit pie? She shat in what type of pie? <laughs> um, what, uh, pie could, pie. what pie could easily hide? Chocolate pie. Well done, uh, Austin. Chocolate pie. Uh, okay. Right. I think we both, right, we can both answer this one. Which actress played the shitty pie eater? <laughs> in which film are we talking about? Oh, the the hell. Oh, I don't know. Am I going to know this actress? Um, she looks just like Jessica Chastain, who also appeared in the film with her. Yeah. Oh. She's in one of our most popular episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. Jessica Wilde. Yeah. Dave? Know. Bryce Dallas Howard. Well done, Dave. Oh. Well done, dude. Okay, and speaking of novel to film adaptations, Kate Winslet and Josh Brolin recreate a ghost when they baked what type of fruity pie in Labor Day? Is a clue. Nicholas Cage could eat one for hours. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay, so who has the most screen credits out of Kate Winslet or Josh Brolin? Ooh, Kate Winslet. Oh, no. Kate Winslet only has 57. Brolin has 70. Wow. wow. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brolin made the start as a child actor. Bugsy Malone is chock full of child actors. But uh, Go on. Uh-huh. Custard. <laughs> custard pie. Yeah. Well done, Dave. Custard pie. I knew pie. where that was going. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say uh, foam pie. Foam pies. Foam pie. Shaving foam yeah. pies. Now you're thinking of uh, the yeah, adaptation yeah. of Bugs and Loma. Uh, yeah. uh, who played the ca- the title character of Tallulah? 
Jodie Foster. Well done, Dave. Another movie based on a musical, Sweeney Todd. What type of pie does Mrs. Lovett Buzz. sell? Meat pie. Meat pie. Well done, Steve. Uh, so which actress, better known for her sleuth TV role, won a Tony Award for playing Mrs. Lovett in the original Broadway production? Angela Lansbury. Well done, Steve. Wow, well done. Right, yeah, and talking about musical numbers, uh, Blazing Saddles ends in utter chaos with a pie fight and a surprise musical number. But what type of pie is thrown at the end? Jesus, if I knew this quiz was coming back in the day. Right. <laughs> you know. uh, all, all I'm going to say is it's been said before. Blueberry pie. No. Custard pie. Well done, uh, Dave. It's custard uh, pie. Right. And um, I don't have a question for that. I've forgotten. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who pay, right, okay. Who plays the director at the end directing the musical number? Oh, Dom DeLuise. Well done. <laughs> and number wow. 10, and Just... my last question here, and talking about all-time classic comedies, what type of pie does Daniel cover his face with in Mrs. Doubtfire? Buzz. Steve? Key lime pie? No, yeah, I don't think you're going to get this. Buzz. Cream pie. Uh, nice cream uh, pie. So this question goes out to Joel. The film opens with Daniel voicing an animated bird singing along to which opera? Like I legitimately know zero operas, so... Anybody? Dave? What is it? I don't know. I just know the words. Well, you obviously don't. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen? No, no, The Marriage of Figaro. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm saying (laughs) Philip That's the oil. (laughs) Well done. Close enough, come on. Dave has won that one, Steve. uh, You get a bonus point for answering so many correct answers. Uh, answers so I thought Dave was just going to smash it but... I'm good at I'm good at pies not in people yeah. applied, man. Applied. <laughs> you, you smashed that pie just like Jim did <laughs> but he stuck his dirty dick in oh Jesus <laughs> Christ you know, remember that line we That's talked about cut. you know when we talk about a line in every episode <laughs> just, just bleep it out bleep it out uh, okay why the man has time to go around bleeping your, your atrocities okay atrocities <laughs> uh, okay so uh, Dave Dave verdict Right, yeah, this has been a, a tricky one, to be honest with you, because I remember this, although I may not have seen much of it, I remember this film coming out, I remember it being a big deal. Like Austin said, we were on the cusp of where this, this film would have been on our, in our peripheral vision. You know, we'd have been, like, what, 13, like we said, 12, 13. Now, it was a big deal at the time, and what I was really interested to find out was how has it stood up, because there's a lot of teen comedies that have come before. I mentioned Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Gav's mentioned Porky's, and uh, Animal House as well. You know, there's been a number before which have become cult classics. I'm not sure if this has become a cult classic yet. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying I don't think it's there yet. You know, when I mentioned to people that we were going to be doing America Pie, everyone was like, oh, yeah, I haven't, I've forgotten about America Pie. Yeah, people have this like vague recollection of having seen it once, but not quite remembering it. And I won't bring that into it. You know, I'm going to base this on the arguments, but that did stick in my mind a bit. The thing about teen comedies, right, when you're aiming at a teen audience, it's almost an open goal. The, your target audience will probably not have seen the teen comedies that have come before. You know, they'll get round to that in later life or as they're going through their teens. You know, if you're getting the enticing them in to see a cinematic release, you can pretty much show them something that's been done before and package it as something new. It doesn't feel like this film did so. I feel it had a quite an easy task 
And I don't think that it quite did it. If Gav says the script is tired, the characters are flat. There's been teen comedies that have come before that, you know, I would not have minded them paying a bigger homage to. I know you said Breakfast Club is paid tribute to at some point. So is uh, Richmond High as well. But, so uh, but, High. but, but I've, I mean, I've not seen Richmond High, so I'm just, aw- I only know it is through yeah. what I've read. I don't uh, feel but... they needed to be as subtle with their homages, though. I feel they really could have gone for the jugular on this one because teen comedies, that's the nature of the beast. That's your target audience. You can show them these tired tropes and they'll lap it up as it's something new. And I think this film is kind of a disappointment on that level when you look back at it. And I think it was big for its time. I think if you showed it to teens these days, they probably wouldn't like it. I think if you showed it to the teens of of yesteryear who are now grown up, they probably wouldn't like it either. And with that in mind, I just don't know who this film is for anymore. It was big in its day, but based on today's standard, I'm going to say this is probably going to be shit list. (laughs) Okay, so genuine opinions... Joel? Mm, I'd have probably put it on the hit list just because of the status that it has. I do think it's a cult film, but I agree with pretty much what Dave said. If you watched it today, probably wouldn't go down as well. And Austin? Yeah, I'm on Joel's camp there. I had a feeling that it might have made it to the hit list just about, but actually, yeah, it it can quite happily sit on the shit list. Um, It hasn't stood the test of time the way you said. Your your, uh, reasonings... Are, uh, are pretty solid. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I I would have to agree. To be honest, it was all right watching it. It was quite problematic in some areas. Yeah. And we were having this conversation before we started recording. And I was thinking about all oh, the film that uh, so a film that I watched quite recently that I'd consider sort of like a gross out film. It's Dumb and Dumber. And I watched that fairly recently, and I thought that it still stood up to you know stood the test of time. I was still laughing a bit of it. The gross out humor that was in it was you know it didn't feel dated at all. And you watch this, and this is more recent than Dumb and Dumber, admittedly only by like five years or so. But the gross out human, it felt just a bit stale, to be honest. It was and a bit obvious as well. Very, very sexist as well. I oh, think. yeah, definitely. Like, just, yeah, terrific. Like, all, like, yeah. I didn't even go into detail about all the female characters in it who were just all awful, they're all awfully written. You know, well, but, I think when you use sex in the film, it doesn't date that well. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're totally right. I mean, it might do if the female characters were as, like, as given as much screen time and as much to say about what they were feeling, but they never do. It's like little snippets here and there, and then it goes back to the lads talking about the dicks or about having sex with pies. It was it was like you said, it open goal uh, sort of setup, and they uh, they went for the absolute uh, basic. baseline, yeah. the safe, yeah. the safe, yeah. the safe yeah. shot. Um, yeah, you definitely get a laugh from that. Well, the the funniest bit happens right at the start, and. Um, and it's not even said by one of the main characters. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the was it spank my hairy ass? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the funniest bit to be honest. Yeah, that, and it's off screen as well, so exactly. it's not even like part. It's not really part of the film, and it's just it's kind of weird. And yeah, I'd I'd have to agree with everyone. I don't think that it's stood up very well. Um, from what was what was it? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. You can't wait to watch this now. Yeah, only twenty years old and it's already dated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Looking so, forward to it. <laughs> higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Mandy. Now Mandy scored uh, I'm changing it up, I'm gonna use Rotten Tomato scores here. Yeah. So uh, critical ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Audience scores sixty six percent. So is it higher or lower than those numbers? I reckon critical is gonna be lower, yeah, substantially lower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon uh, public wise, I reckon it's gonna be considerably higher. Do you guys reckon agree with that? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally with Dave yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, you're right in that it's considerably lower on uh, the critic side, sixty one percent, but it's also considerably lower on the um 
audience score as well, really? another 61%. Oh, and, wow. and coincidentally, I put it on Twitter and asked our friends and followers to ask, you know, which list this should be placed on. And 63% of them said the hit list. So it's very yeah, sort of very just yeah, yeah. over the, the halfway point. Um, just before, I, do, I do have some trivia, though. By go the way. on. I was just going to say, I, before we move on, trivia. It was when I was looking for your <laughs> taglines that you were chatting about before on IMDb. I don't normally go for IMDb trivia because, you know, people can just find that themselves. They don't need me to tell them. But I saw this and I couldn't resist. Uh, when submitting the script to studios, the screenwriter titled it Untitled Teenage Sex Comedy That Can Be Made for Under 10 Million, which studio readers will put likely hate, but I think you will love. <laughs> I wow. wish they'd stuck with that. If they should have just called it Cash Cow. <laughs> I, I went on IMDb trivia as well, and I, the, there's a couple of funny ones. I really liked one where it said uh, Sean William Scott and Chris Klein hadn't played the lacrosse before. So they had to train extensively for three weeks. And when it came to shooting that scene, they realized that they were shit and they just got stunt doubles in. <laughs> that was pretty funny. My favorite bit of trivia is somebody's written, um, the, the apple pie is from Costco. <laughs> like a, a Kirkland thing on it. And so just before we adjourn the case, I think it's time for a bit of a caption contest. So what we do here is we take a screenshot of the film when we put it on Twitter and ask our friends and followers to provide a caption with the funniest one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat. So uh, this this scene is Jim looking pants-jizzingly shocked at the sight of Nadia's naked body. Um, so you guys have just got to tell me which of these you think this is, this is the funniest. Right, so um, number one, when they, this is a very, very popular one, by the way, so apologies if I don't read them all out, but there's quite a considerable amount. So, number one, when they print out your Uber Eats history. <laughs> <laughs> number two, that looks nothing like a cat. <laughs> uh, number three, I see London, I see France. <laughs> um, I did that face app, and this is what they sent me. <laughs> um, hang on. Um, Huh. Should you have vetted some of these? Yeah, guys? I should have, yeah. Huh. Uh, never seen one use a slide whistle before. <laughs> Is that a vetted one? Yeah. Well, watch closely because remember, the clues are there as we go through the keyhole. <laughs> um, okay, The Crying Game, 1992. <laughs> Ooh, so that's what they've been hiding at Area 51. <laughs> that looks nothing like a warm apple pie. <laughs> um, and so circumcision preview night went on as planned <laughs> oh no I should have better that one yeah. and, uh, the last one here is oh my what big teeth you have <laughs> okay so what do you reckon guys well, I'd, I'll I be mean, honest with the through the keel yeah, one. Really, through the really keel. Okay, so uh, congratulations to Inside Out Ink Demon. You have just won yourself a Fredo. It's okay. for eating only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, just before we call it a day, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends, um, the Recasting Couch. Uh, so essentially, uh, these guys just they review a lot of classic films with a bit of a twist. So uh, what they'll do is they'll talk over the, the actual film and the cast, and then they'll talk about what they would do if they were to actually cast it this day and age so they say who would they who they would have um playing their roles it's really really interesting to be honest and uh, they've got like a massive back catalogue so you can scroll through a lot of uh, the previous episodes really funny the two hosts are really engaging entertaining and um, you can get it on their website the recastingcouch.com or you can get them on any podcasting platform and follow them on twitter at recasting pod okay so next week's film is 
it's been picked out of the hat. Uh, I wouldn't say at random because uh, we knew what was coming, but it's going to be a current release and it is going to be Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Now, the roles have been picked out of the hat at random, however. So in the role of defense, I'm trying to get it on the hit list is going to be myself and Alex. And in the role of prosecution, and trying to get it placed on the shit list is going to be Dave and Joel, which means the judge is going to be Austin. Oh. <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> That's just going to go on the hit list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode please remember to like share and subscribe tell your friends tell your family about us write it in the book maybe not for this episode (laughs) (laughs) well we won't tell your family (laughs) just remember to uh, follow us on twitter at film trials check out our fantastic graphic artist Winston Sang at the underscore quirks and check out our website filmsandtrials.co.uk and follow us on all social media so that's it American Pie is a shit and we'll be in your ears next week with Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw Goodbye. Uh-huh.